If you haven't been paying attention to the financial markets, today's the day that you probably wanna change that and start paying attention. Because in the last week alone, we saw the largest currencies around the world absolutely melt down and head into crisis. The British pound is at a 37 year low measured against the dollar. The Japanese yen is at a 24 year low measured against the dollar and the euro, obviously they're going for an energy crisis and they're at a 20 year low. And I'm sorry guys, I hate to be a doomer and a gloomer, but I don't think things are going to get any better in the following week because we are heading into the first week of October. And historically, look at the list of crashes that has happened in October throughout history, okay? Over the past 100 years, you've watched the worst financial market crashes always occur in October, okay? We've got the Panic of 1907, Black Tuesday in 1929, Black Thursday in 1929, Black Monday in 1929. They all happen in October. And obviously the one that is not on the list is the Lehman Brothers moment in 2008. Pretty sure that also happened in October. We're gonna fact check that one in this video. Uh, but without further ado, let's start breaking down what we can expect for the month of October and whether we are headed for a financial crisis or not. So let's do it. Before we jump straight on into this one, if you are listening to this little audio recording on the Bitcoin Made Simple podcast channel, whether you be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, um, little reminder, this is a YouTube video. So if you head on over to YouTube, you can look at all the charts I'm about to be talking about. It could make um, a little bit more sense if you do that. So head on over to the Bitcoin Made Simple YouTube channel and uh, you can watch all the charts that I'm uh, talking about here on this little audio recording. So getting straight into it, guys, let's take a look at this chart. I think this is the most important chart in financial markets to understand right now today, okay? You're watching the US dollar absolutely go on a tear and strengthen measured against every other fiat currency all around the world. It is important to notice and recognize that the US dollar is still losing 8% of its value per year due to inflation, okay? So when you're watching currencies like the Canadian dollar, the Australian dollar, the Euro, the British pound, and the yen, when you watch them lose 20% of their value against the dollar, you have to also remember that the dollar is losing 8% of its value against real goods and services like rent, food, um, and obviously all the other goodies that you buy on a day-to-day -day basis. So this chart here is showing that the Canadian dollar has lost 8% of its value against the dollar. Uh, the Australian dollar has lost 11% of its value. Uh, the Euro, 18%. Britain, 22%. And Japan, 23% of its value in the past 12 months against the dollar alone, okay? So um, obviously, uh, what is causing this? What is causing the currency crisis that we're watching unfold today? Um, and that all has to do with something called the dollar milkshake theory. And uh, if you want to hear more about a video on the dollar milkshake theory, I am actually going to be recording one of those uh, this week. So, so we're going to do an in-depth video on the dollar milkshake thesis next week. Uh, but the TLDR or the two-minute version is essentially the entire world operates on US dollars, okay? The US dollar is the global reserve currency. Something like 70% of global international trade um, is actually done in US dollars. Something like over 90% of the global debt in the world is actually made up um, of US dollars. So whenever there is a time of an economic slowdown or when people are fearful and they don't want to be invested in risky assets 
like bonds and stocks, what they do is they sell their assets and they go back into cash, okay? Um, so that's what we're watching today and we're gonna talk about in a minute, but there's one very important chart to look at when we're thinking about the dollar milkshake, okay? And that is the Dixie. So the Dixie measures the strength of the US dollar relative to other currencies, okay? This will be important when we start talking about um, the moves of other central banks around the world in just a second. But you can see by this chart, every single time that the Dixie or the US dollar has become comparatively stronger against other fiat currencies, that strength and that uh, rise in the dollar has led to a financial crisis. So in the 1980s, you guys can see that first run up in the US dollar um, and it led to the 1980s Latin American debt crisis. And then you can see in the 1990s, you had another period of very strong US dollar growth and that led to the late 1990s Asian currency crisis, which also led to the uh, Russian government defaulting on its debt and also led to uh, the collapse of a very large hedge fund called Long-Term Capital Management. I should probably have those other little points on that chart, but I digress. And today, um, I'm kind of uh, leaving the option open to, hang on a minute, okay, the US dollar has been strengthening aggressively. What kind of financial crisis are we going to see uh, coming up shortly? And that's obviously what we're going to be talking about in that video. If you guys want to get ahead of the curve and kind of learn about what the dollar milkshake uh, thesis is, um, you can actually head on over to Amber. I published a blog on the dollar milkshake earlier this week titled, Will the Dollar Milkshake Separate Money from State? And I kind of talk about this thesis in a little bit more detail, okay? So if you're interested in that, check it out. Links will be in the description. Um, and actually, while you're over at Amber, if you want $10 of free Bitcoin, you guys are actually hearing it first here on a live video. Um, I'm very honored to announce that I'm actually partnered up uh, with Amber. So you guys can actually get $10 of free Bitcoin if you head on over to Amber and you use the link uh, that I'll provide in the description of this video. Uh, the code is Luke1, very easy to remember. You sign up with Amber, you get $10 of free Bitcoin. Pretty sure it's available to you if you're in Australia, the UK or Europe. Um, definitely check them out. So let's head back on over to this tweet. Now that we have a little bit of context and a little bit of an understanding what the dollar milkshake thesis is, all of the carnage we see around the world in financial markets, but also large currencies such as the British pound and the euro and the yen, all of this will start to make a lot more sense um, now that we kind of have a brief understanding of what the dollar milkshake is. And just quickly, I hate to be that guy, but you know, if you are enjoying the video, feel free to slap a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. It really does help me out and the faster this channel grows, uh, the more content I do plan on making for you guys. So let's take a look at this chart. Something else I really do want to highlight here while we're still looking at this tweet is um, major central banks around the world are pivoting, okay? So for the past six months, everybody should know that central banks have been trying to raise interest rates and stop printing money to buy financial assets. And that is why we've seen the stock market sell off aggressively, tech stocks, the Dow Jones, all these assets are selling off. Real estate in China is down 70%. Uh, the stock market in the US is down 30%. Obviously, Bitcoin is down 75% um, from its high. Everything is selling off. And the only asset that is getting stronger is the US dollar. And this is putting significant stress on our financial market, which we will talk about more in the dollar milkshake video. Um, but I don't have time to break that one down for you guys today. But something I want to really kind of highlight is the fact that major central banks are pivoting. They're saying, you know what? We have too much debt. We can no longer raise interest rates because we're too bankrupt. 
If we raise interest rates, we can no longer afford to service our enormous debt because as interest rates rise, the amount of interest that we pay on our debt rises exponentially. So this week alone, we also watched the Bank of Japan come out and pivot and say, yeah, you know what? We can't raise interest rates above 0.25% because we're too indebted. And obviously we're watching the Bank of England do something very similar. And I wanna kind of focus on the Bank of England um, in today's brief and short little video because their story, um, it's escalating very quickly. The pound is at a 37 year low against the dollar. Um, and obviously the Bank of England came out this week and they, they said, literally a week after their meeting, and they said that, guess what? We're gonna start printing money again to buy bonds, okay? And this announcement came only a week after their meeting last week, where they came out and they tried to raise interest rates, and they said, yeah, we're gonna engage in quantitative tightening. One week later, they had to do a massive pivot and reverse and say, yep, you know what, guys? We can't do that because we have too much debt. We're suffering from an energy crisis in Europe. Obviously, the UK is suffering a lot from that energy crisis as well. I think 60% of businesses in the UK are expected to close over the next 12 months just due to the surging um, energy prices. So what caused uh, the massive crash in the British pound? Um, it all had to do with um, this massive tax cut that just got released uh, recently. So uh, on, you can see here, I've got it highlighted. September 23, uh, Truss's Chancellor introduced the UK's biggest tax cut in 50 years. So $45 billion of money um, is no longer gonna be paid in taxes. It's gonna be given to the people in the economy. And guess what that's gonna do, okay? It's gonna raise inflation. You can see I've highlighted this little quote here. In other words, the tax cuts put more money into an economy already reeling from inflation, okay? Um, by the way, inflation in the UK is above 10%. And they, the central bank has just pivoted and said, yeah, we're gonna print more money and we're gonna engage in a massive tax cut while inflation is at 10%. What comes next? Inflation goes to 15%, 20%, 25%. Are we gonna see hyperinflation? Potentially, I'm not calling for it uh, right now, but potentially it's on the cards. So obviously when the UK um, came out with this announcement of massive tax cuts, guess what happened to the UK bond market? Naturally, people didn't want to hold the UK uh, government bonds. They said, yeah, we don't trust that government anymore. We're selling out of the UK bonds. And I'm going to quickly bring up a little chart um, highlighting what I'm talking about here. So the British bond market had its worst performance in 27 years, okay? Investors wanted to sell out of these things aggressively. They said, we do not trust the British government anymore. So this chart here is measuring the precipitous crash in the UK gilt. Okay, so a gilt is what they call the British government bonds. In America, they're called US treasuries. In Britain, they're a little bit funky, so they call them gilts. And you can see crash to levels not seen in 2014. This obviously caused the Bank of England to step in and say, yeah, we're gonna buy unlimited amount of bonds to keep the entire system solvent because the UK pension business was literally hours away from being insolvent because they had a bunch of these toxic assets on their balance sheet. Just think about that for a minute. Imagine you've got your 50 years of life savings tied up in a British pension, and then all of a sudden it's gone. It's absolutely wiped out. It's eviscerated. It's worth zero, all because of these leveraged banks and these leveraged pension funds are taking risks with your money. Yeah, that's right. Bitcoin is insurance for all of this madness. Um, and Bitcoin is insurance against the Bank of England printing $1 billion every single day. So I have that high 
highlighted. Um, they've been buying a billion dollars of bonds a day. They plan on doing that until October 14th by that quote. So that means the bailout's going to be $60 billion. And I think it's very poetic that let's not forget in the very first block on the Bitcoin blockchain, the message embedded into that block uh, that Satoshi chose was actually from this newspaper here in 2009. Chancellor on the brink of second bailout for the banks. So Satoshi Nakamoto is referring to the chancellor um, in, in Britain. So very poetic that 13 years later, the financial system is still broken. It's melting down in front of our eyes and Bitcoin is sitting there perfectly waiting in the wings, uh, ready to absorb $900 trillion of assets around the world that I believe is going to be making its way into Bitcoin um, over the next decade. Uh, so moving on, is it going to get any better soon? What's going to happen with Britain? What's going to happen with the Bank of Japan? Is October going to be a better month? I hate to be a doomer and a gloomer, but let's take a look at this. <coughs> so what is the October effect? Well, I think it's awfully scary that financial crisis has always happened in the first month of the fourth quarter every single year. So we briefly went through the list earlier, the panic of 1907, three black Tuesday, Thursdays, and Mondays in 1929. Obviously, 1929 was the largest stock market crash in financial markets history. I believe the stock markets actually lost something like 85 or maybe 90% of its value. I'll quickly bring up a chart and show that one to you guys on the fly. So this is a chart of the Dow Jones uh, between 1930 and 1935. So this was the beginning of the uh, Great Depression here. And you can see what transpired in 1929. And you can see why we had a Black Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday all in the same year, okay? You're watching an 89% correction in the stock market. And all the other little things I have highlighted um, on this uh, chart are all the little rallies that you see during this correction. So yes, the stock market went down 89%, but it didn't go down in a straight line. Um, you had 51% rallies, 27% rallies, 42% rallies, all the way down as people got sucked into uh, buying the dip, okay? Um, that's, this is why I'll continue to reiterate why I don't own any stocks and I am a Bitcoin maximalist. I think everything is overvalued. We're at the conclusion of a long-term debt cycle, and I do expect a financial system change in the next five years. I've been... Uh, regular listeners will be sick of me talking about that because I do think things are going to happen a lot quicker than most people think. But let's start having a look at um, each of these crashes that happened in October, okay? So obviously Black Monday, um, I wasn't alive. I think I was negative nine years old in Black Monday, but um, Black Monday was probably the largest financial crash in uh, financial markets history. Uh, the stock markets lost 22.6% in a single day in October. Um, and then obviously we had the Lehman Brothers moment um, in the 2007-2008 global financial crisis that also happened. I can't remember, I think it was September or October, but it all has to do with like kind of quarterly rebalancing. So a lot of the stock market traders and traders bros they get back from their uh, summer um, their summer vacations and they try to lock in a lot of the profits that they made during the year and that begins a kind of cascading of selling okay so um, buckle in October is the month to be paying attention it is October 2nd the day I'm recording this video I'll try and release this one by Monday so October 3rd try to get it out quickly for you guys because I do think this week's gonna be a big week um, so that's the problem okay I don't like to be a doomer and a gloomer but what is the solution Obviously, this is a Bitcoin channel. Bitcoin is the solution to a lot of the problems we see around the world. And this article came out this week that really caught my attention. 
investors ditch the euro and the pound for Bitcoin in record numbers as their value of their local fiat currency plummets. Okay, so I have something else highlighted here. As it happens, investors in the UK and EU are selling their pounds and euros to purchase Bitcoin in record numbers, according to Masari. So let's take a look at this chart here. You can see the volume spike here is absolutely enormous. I'm going to get the little marker out. I'm going to circle that one. Take a look at that. And that is in the euro and the British pound. People are fleeing out of their shit coins, their local fiat currencies, and they're buying Bitcoin in mass. Okay, this isn't a, um, a cherry picked uh, chart either. This is three years worth of data. Um, and you can see the spike that we're seeing today in Britain and Euro, it's much bigger than the spikes we saw in the kind of muted bull market we saw in 2021, where the price of Bitcoin ran up from $10,000 to around $65,000. You can see we had a little bit of a retail frenzy uh, during that little mini bull market, but the, the uh, spike in volume we're seeing today far exceeds what we saw in 2021. So uh, buckle in. Pay attention. Today is the day you should be buying insurance. Everybody looks at the price of Bitcoin crashing 75% over the past 12 months, but they're not paying attention to how quickly things could happen, okay? If you do get banks freezing, um, like they nearly did in the 2008 GFC, and like they nearly did in Britain this week, and like they did for the Canadian protesters in early 2022, where Trudeau, the dictator, said, sorry guys, can't get your money out of the bank if you attend a freedom convoy, um, the, the rush to Bitcoin is going to happen very quickly. This is something that I think a lot of people don't understand. People think, oh, Bitcoin's only going to benefit when the money printers are turned on and we're living in inflation. I actually think that's not true. I think Bitcoin will perform well during hyperinflation, inflation, and economic depression, deflation, like we're kind of seeing at the moment, because if central banks continue aggressively raising interest rates, what they're gonna do is they're gonna bankrupt themselves and you're gonna see the financial system freeze overnight like it did in 08 and like it nearly did yesterday in Britain. Um, and what happens if investors have their money frozen in the bank? They're gonna look around and they're gonna say, oh shit, I don't wanna hold these government bonds, these gilts, they're getting destroyed. The British pounds lose, lost 25% of its value in the past 12 months. Um, the British pounds that I had, um, at least they were kind of stable and not volatile like Bitcoin, but oh wait, my bank just stole them from me. They're frozen. Uh, what option do I have? People are going to come to the realization that Bitcoin is the only asset that you actually truly own and can take self-custody of. And so I actually see Bitcoin doing very well in an economic collapse and an economic depression. So today is the day that you should be buying your insurance. And guess what? I have some good news for you guys. I have some good news for my American listeners. If you guys want $10 of free Bitcoin, um, head on over to Swan Bitcoin. And if you use the link that's in the YouTube description of this video, um, I'm giving you guys $10 of free Bitcoin because uh, Coinbeast, a company that I uh, work for, um, is obviously partnering up with Swan. Swan's a great company, Bitcoin only. Check them out. I only recommend services that I use myself um, and they're Bitcoin only companies. Same thing. I'm not ignoring my uh, listeners in Australia, Europe, and the UK. If you're over there, you can head on over to Amber and use a Bitcoin only uh, stacking service over there. You can also get $10 of free Bitcoin if you head on over to Amber and use uh, promo code Luke. Um, if you ask for a promo code for Coinbase, uh, promo code will be Beast, B-E-A-S-T. Um, obviously, when you buy Bitcoin on an exchange, 
even though you're buying it from a swan or an amber, which is a Bitcoin only exchange that I like and I trust, I still do not keep Bitcoin on exchanges, okay? Not your keys, not your cheese. That's the first rule of Bitcoin. Everybody knows that. So what you do, if you do buy Bitcoin on any sort of exchange that you use, uh, whether it's Amber or Swan or anything else, what you need to do is take self-custody of your Bitcoin because Bitcoin on an exchange is just like holding British pounds in a bank account. It's not your money and the bank can freeze it anytime they want. So that is why you go and get yourself a sexy and sleek Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, okay? So this is a Bitcoin only hardware wallet. It is the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. And obviously a Bitcoin made simple. That is the name of the podcast that I am uh, lucky enough to co-host. Uh, we've partnered up with the Bitbox O2 and you guys can get 5% off the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet if you use promo code Bitcoin made simple. Okay, three words, Bitcoin made simple, no spaces. And of course, another shout out to our final show sponsor for today, who is hodling apparel another bitcoin only company they produce the best bitcoin only clothing that you're going to find in the entire space they make t-shirts they make hats they make hoodies they just came out with a new collection so i highly recommend you go and check them out um, i'd go and grab yourself an ungovernable t-shirt okay it's my favorite it's in the wash right now otherwise i'd have it on um, it's an absolute beauty um, you guys can get 20 percent off anything from the entire range at hodling apparel if you use a promo code BMS20. Obviously, that stands for Bitcoin Made Simple uh, 20. And that'll get you 20% off.